Discover the tips and strategies that will help you achieve your retirement goals. I'm your host, James Canole, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you retire well. It all starts right here on Ready for Retirement. everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Ready for Retirement. I'm your host, James Canole. And today we're going to be working through a listener question. So here's the question. The question says, thank you for taking my question. You're welcome. I'm 58 years old and my wife is 61 and we both work for the same company and all of our retirement is invested in a traditional employer provided 401k. We have approximately $750,000 in this plan. I have $500,000 and she has $250,000. My question is, our employer just announced that a Roth 401k option is being added to our plan. Should we switch and start contributing to it? Or is there an option to split any percentage to either of the plans? I hear so much about Roth, but I'm trying to figure out what is our best option for future tax implications. Thank you. Well, thank you for your question. This question is from Jim. So Jim, thanks for your question. And it's a good one. And at the end of the day, what the question is asking is it's saying, I know it's not just enough to focus on getting good returns and having a good account balance at retirement. It's really all about understanding what will my account balance be net of taxes or what will my returns be net of taxes throughout retirement? And how do we even look at that? There is a lot about Roth IRAs, whether it's Roth IRA contributions, whether it's Roth 401ks, whether it's Roth conversions, this can get very overwhelming very quickly. So my goal on today's episode is to look at this from the standpoint of what are the key variables that we should be looking at so that anybody listening to this episode can understand how Roth options could potentially play a role in their financial plan. So here are the things to look for. Number one, it just comes down to what is your tax bracket today versus what tax bracket will you be in in the future? Now, this, of course, is easier said than done. If we knew that tax rates were going to stay exactly the same, we could probably make a good educated guess as to what's our tax bracket today and where are we going to be when we retire. We could do some basic projections to say based on how much I'm contributing and what the market might grow by, how much income was 401k generate for me in retirement. But we don't know exactly what tax brackets will be in the future. We know that there's going to be several administration changes. And whenever there's administration changes, those administrations try to pass their own tax legislation. What we do know, though, is this is if you are in the same exact tax bracket today that you will be in in retirement, then it doesn't really matter. And what I mean particularly by this is what's the marginal tax bracket that you're in? Marginal tax bracket being if you make one more dollar, what's the rate of taxes that you will pay on that one more dollar? Not the average tax bracket of all of your income, but the marginal income. So if they're the same, your marginal tax bracket today and your marginal tax bracket in retirement, then it doesn't matter. Let's look at an example to illustrate this. Let's assume that you're in a 20% tax bracket today. And let's assume that when you retire, whenever that might be, you're also in a 20% tax bracket. And you have $1,000 of pre-tax salary that you want to save somewhere. And you don't know if that somewhere should be a traditional 401k or if that somewhere should be a Roth 401k. So let's look at both alternatives. Let's say you take that $1,000. And by the way, that $1,000 is going to be invest it into something that grows by 10 times by the time that you need it. So it goes up in value 10 times what you put in. So let's say you save that to a pre-tax 401k. So you put $1,000 in, and because this is pre-tax, all that $1,000 goes directly into your 401k. That $10,000 then goes up 10 times. So we mentioned that you choose some investment that grows 10 times, so $1,000 grows to $10,000. Then you retire. And when you retire, you are still in a 20% tax bracket. So even though that money 
that was saved at the beginning, so the $10,000 that you invested in the pre-tax 401k was not taxable, when you pull that money out in retirement, it will be fully taxable. So you had $1,000 grow to $10,000, and then you take it out in retirement. Once you pay 20% taxes on it, you're left with $8,000 after taxes. So 1,000 grew to 8,000 after taxes. Now let's look at the alternative. Let's go back to that same example. If you have $1,000 of pre-tax salary that you want to invest, but let's say that now you choose the Roth 401k. If you take that $1,000 and invest it in the Roth 401k, you don't get any tax deduction for that. So if you're in a 20% tax bracket, 20% of taxes, so $200 is going to come out first, and then the remainder will go into your Roth 401k. So really $800 is being invested into your Roth 401k. Once again, you invest it in some investment that grows by 10 times. So that $800 grows to $8,000. Now let's assume you retire and you retire and you're going to take all that money out. Well, you're still in 20% tax bracket, but any money that comes out of a Roth 401k is not taxable. So $8,000 comes out and is still worth $8,000. So as you can see in both of these examples, at the end of the day, you have the same exact amount, which illustrates the point that if you're in the same tax bracket today as you are in retirement, it does not matter whether you do a Roth 401k or a traditional 401k. The after-tax amount that you'll have, whether you take the tax deduction on the front end or the back end, it's going to be the exact same. Where the difference would come into play is if you're in a different tax bracket today than you're going to be in, in retirement. If you're in a higher tax bracket today, then it makes sense to use a traditional 401k because you are saving money in a tax deferred way and you're saving taxes today when you're in a higher tax bracket and then pulling that money out in retirement when you're in a lower tax bracket. If you're in a lower tax bracket today than you will be in retirement, then it makes sense to do a Roth 401k in most instances because you are saving money today and you are foregoing any tax benefits for that on the front end in exchange for being able to pull that money out completely tax-free in retirement when you'd be in a higher tax bracket. So when it comes down to it, the math is very simple. What's not simple is knowing what exactly your income will be in retirement and what exactly tax rates will be in retirement. That's where you're starting to look at it, not from the sense of having any certainty of what's going to happen, but really playing the odds or really understanding what do you think your income will look like, which is going to be a factor of your savings, the growth on your investments, any income sources you'll have in retirement. Plus the unknown variable is where will tax brackets be. So making a good educated guess on that. But at the end of the day, what it comes down to, if we're just looking at it from a tax standpoint, is will you be in a higher tax bracket today or will you be in a higher tax bracket in retirement? Now, the next thing to look at isn't just looking at your total tax bracket, but understanding are you close to any marginal tax brackets? Let's look at an example to show you what I mean by this. Let's assume that you're married and you file your taxes married, finally, and jointly. Well, if you look at your taxable income, which is essentially your adjusted gross income minus any deductions that you have. If your taxable income increases over $81,050, then your federal tax bracket jumps from 12% to 22%. That's a pretty significant jump. Any taxes or any income under $81,050, it gets taxed at 10% and then 12%. And then above that, it jumps from 12% to 22%. That's a pretty big jump. Another big jump happens once you cross the threshold of $329,850. Income immediately underneath that is taxed at 24%, whereas income above that at the federal level is now taxed at 32%. So you have jumps here in these examples of 8 to 
and why that matters is let's assume, let's go back to the first example. Let's assume that your taxable income is exactly $91,050. What we know that once you cross $81,050, your tax bracket on the federal level goes from 12% to 22%. So in this example, you are $10,000 into the 22% federal marginal tax bracket. Could we, for example, say as we are looking at Roth 401k and pre-tax 401k, maybe consider putting $10,000 into the pre-tax 401k, but then the remaining amount into the Roth. What does that do? Well, it reduces your taxable income to $81,050. So what we're doing here is we're saying, let's put enough into the traditional 401k to save 22 cents on the dollar on federal taxes. But if we keep putting money into the traditional 401k, any additional benefit from there on out is only saving us 12 cents on the dollar for any traditional 401k contributions that we're making. So when you're looking at Roth versus pre-tax 401k, it doesn't need to be all or nothing. Plans will allow you to put in a certain amount to each. So as you're looking at this decision that you're making, don't just make this decision in a vacuum. Understand where are you in the marginal tax bracket rates, because there are some big jumps like we looked at. Going from 12% to 22% is a big jump. Going from 24% to 32% is a big jump. Then there are others where it's not such a big jump. So once your taxable income, for example, goes above $172,750, again, this is assuming married filing jointly, your federal tax bracket goes from 22% to 24%. Is it a jump? Yes. Is it as substantial of a jump as it was in the other examples we used? No, it's not. So understanding where you are and understanding how you can control and manipulate your income even to fit within these tax brackets, that's another great example of how deciding between traditional 401k versus Roth 401k can be used. Now, the third thing that we want to look at when it comes to deciding between pre-tax and Roth 401k really has less to do with financial stuff and more to do with just psychology and human behavior. Because here's what actually happens. When people are deciding, when you're deciding what, how much to put into your 401k, you probably start by choosing a percentage of, you know what, I'm going to save 15% to my 401k, or I'm going to save 10%, or I'm going to save 5%. That's usually where you start. Whatever the percentage actually turns out to be, that's what you start with. Then the next decision is, should I do this to my pre-tax or should I do this to my Roth 401k? Now, at the end of the day, if you've already chosen a percentage, let's say 10%, Well, 10 out of 10 times, the Roth is going to be better for you in retirement than the pre-tax 401k is going to be, or at least is not going to be worse for you. Meaning money in Roth will always be greater than, or at least equal to money in a traditional 401k. So this is why I say this is the psychological side of it. If you're already choosing a percentage, you're just going to be better off with that money in Roth. The real decision would be this. If you're really trying to figure it out just based upon the financial side of things, The real decision wouldn't be, should I put 10% into my Roth 401k or 10% in my traditional 401k? It would be this. Let's assume you're in a 30% tax bracket. The real financial decision would be, should I do 10% to a pre-tax 401k or 7% to a Roth 401k? Because at the end of the day, both of those decisions will have the same net impact to your cash flow. It's, do I put more money to a pre-tax 401k? But because I'm getting a tax deduction on that, it's costing me less than 10% of my net income. Or do I do 7% to a Roth 401k, which is costing me exactly 7% of my net income? That's not how most people's minds think, though. 
if you're starting with a percentage, then saving to a Roth is almost like forced extra savings. And we just have to find a way to figure it out. I'm going to do 10% to a Roth instead of 10% to a traditional 401k. Oh, well, that's going to decrease my take-home income. We just figure it out. It's almost like when you pay yourself first, when you just start doing your Roth, you're going to find a way to make your net income work when it comes to paying for the things that you want to do. When you choose Roth option over a traditional option, it's essentially just forcing yourself to save more on an after-tax basis, even though the amount you're saving is the exact same had it been to a traditional 401k. Now, let's look at another example where this comes into play, where saving to a Roth is, is like forced extra savings. Let's say that you're already maxing out your traditional 401k. You're now saying, okay, great. Where else can I now save? Well, maybe you've already taken advantage of the backdoor Roth IRA or Roth contributions, and you fully maxed out all of your retirement options that have tax benefits. Well, if you max out your Roth 401k, it's the same amount as if you had maxed out your traditional 401k, but the value is much greater since that money won't ever be taxed again. So if you're looking at ways to see how can I maximize the amount I am saving to some investment account that's going to give me some great tax benefits, sometimes switching to a Roth 401k does just that. It's the same dollar limit. When you look at the contribution limits between Roth 401ks and traditional 401ks, but the effective value of what you're doing when you're maxing out a Roth 401k is much greater than the value you're getting when you max out a traditional 401k. Now, of course, you need to weigh that with what the impacts are today, because today you are foregoing a tax benefit for doing that. But this is another side or another way of how we make decisions that we do need to account for as we're looking at what's better. Now, the last thing that I encourage you to look at when you're deciding between pre-tax 401k and Roth 401k is we are looking at this in a vacuum. We are not looking at any other financial goals or priorities or necessities that you have going on in your financial life, which there is going to be other things I know that you're looking at. So just understand the difference. If you do switch to Roth, understand what would that decrease in cash flow do to you? Can you still continue meeting your living expenses? Can you still do the things you want to do? Can you still take the trip, start the business, fund college accounts, whatever it is that you're also trying to do? Those should also be considerations. I know that as we're doing these episodes, we are really focusing really intensely on one subject, in this case, pre-tax versus Roth 401k, but retirement shouldn't be so black and white. Really, what we should be looking at is how do these decisions impact the rest of our financial plan? I just use this example, but maybe you're trying to start a business and it's a business that you'd be excited to do throughout retirement. Well, maybe you don't save any more to a Roth or a traditional 401k. Maybe you just save enough to take full advantage of the match but then you redirect all extra cash flow to your bank account. So you have extra money to start your business. Or maybe you are working and your financial plan says, you know what, more than even saving extra to your retirement plans, you just need longevity of work. Believe it or not, this is actually a bigger factor in many financial plans that run than the amount that people save. In other words, longevity of work is far greater than extra savings or extra retirement contributions. And what I see some people say is they say, you know what, James, I just can't put in another three to four years of work. I haven't taken a vacation. I haven't been able to step away from work. I've been so busy maxing out my accounts that I'm burning out. My feedback to them, and they kind of look at me funny when I say this, is stop maxing out your 401ks. Instead, use that money to take some trips with the family. Use that money to do some fun things. The reason for that is if doing that can increase the longevity of how long you're working for. If taking these trips allows you to decompress and allows you to put in another one to two years of work in these examples, sometimes that's significantly more important than maxing out every last dollar that you're putting into your 401k. 
So look at this holistically. Look at how your decision to do Roth 401k or a traditional 401k or no 401k impacts every other aspect, not just of your retirement plan, but of your overall financial picture. Sometimes you also need to consider what are other things that you should be saving for? Does it make more sense to prioritize your health savings account at this point? Because doing that allows you to save money tax-free for medical expenses in retirement. It then grows tax-free and you can also pull that money out tax-free in retirement. So it's like the benefits of a traditional 401k as money goes in and it's the benefits of a Roth 401k as money comes out if that money is being used for retirement expenses or or I'm sorry, medical expenses in retirement. But really getting a clear sense of, of the landscape that you're working in will help to give a lot more perspective on this. So if we're just looking at the tax side, understand in summary, what's your tax bracket today versus what it will be in the future. Number two, Understand if you are close to any marginal tax brackets, if you start spilling over and one of those bigger jumps from, say, 12% to 22% or 24% to 32%, maybe consider pre-tax for the amount that will knock you down in the lower tax bracket and then Roth after that, for example. Three, understand the psychological side of if you've already committed to doing a savings percentage, the Roth will always be as good or better than traditional because the psychological side dictates how much we put in. And then we're just simply choosing the pre-tax or after-tax component of that on the back end. And then finally, look at the non-financial side. Understand the total landscape that you're working with and understand to what extent should 401k contributions be part of your plan. In many cases, obviously, they are a great part of a financial plan. But in other cases, there's some other things we might want to prioritize. And I just never want it to seem like this should be the be-all, end-all decision that anyone's making when they look at their financial plan. So that is it for today's episode. Thank you as always for listening. If you've not already done so, please leave a review. It means a lot to me to see that and it helps more people find the show. So if you're finding any value whatsoever in the show, I'd really appreciate it if you left a review. Thanks so much again for listening and I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Ready for Retirement podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe and let me know by leaving a five-star review. And as always, for a list of the notes and the resources mentioned in today's episode, you can find those at the Ready for Retirement website, which is readyforretirement.co. That's readyforretirement.co. And if you have a question that you would like for me to answer in a future episode, then you can also go to the Ready for Retirement website, readyforretirement.co. There's a page called Submit Your Question where you can submit a question for me to answer in a future episode. Thanks as always for listening, and I'll see you next time. Hey everyone, it's me again for the disclaimer. Please be smart about this. Before doing anything, please be sure to consult with your tax planner or financial planner. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as investment, tax, legal, or other financial advice. It is for informational purposes only.